Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to The Sleep Pod. The podcast where the stories are occasionally high concept, but always low stakes. My name is James and I'm here to make up a boring, drama-free and mildly amusing story to help get you in the mood for a long and restful sleep. I can't say for certain, but I'm fairly sure it's around every 10 episodes or so when I have absolutely nothing worthwhile to say during these introductions. There's no specific information that I feel I need to fill you in on. The fortnightly release of episodes is going well, and the only problem I've been having is trying to think of what to say during the introduction. But that problem seems to have solved itself now, so all that's left for me to do is to get started with the main content. This episode's word of inspiration that, as always, serves as a jumping off point for the following improvised tale was sent to me via a large online retailer. At first, I thought it was a mistake when the package arrived, as I hadn't ordered a top hat, a bald cap, or an instructional videotape for moustache twirling. But after careful consideration, it became clear that it was a message hinting at a title for a future podcast episode. Which is why this episode's word is villain. So, get yourself comfortable. Put your socks on the radiator so they are nice and warm in the morning. Arrange your pillows into their optimal positions. Lower your portcullis. And I'll begin with this episode's story. Villain. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Dr. Barry Puce woke up from his customary afternoon nap in his hot tub and decided that the time was right to start taking his work a little more seriously. It wasn't a sudden realization for him. It was the culmination of multiple thoughts that he had been having for quite a while at this point. All the other aspects of his life were pretty much on track for the kind of life that he wanted to lead. He had an appropriately decorated fortress on his private island. He had several custom-made forms of transportation. He had a significant amount of wealth. And he even had a cat. And on paper... All of these factors were very impressive, but they didn't bring him any 
happiness at all. All he really wanted was to achieve his lifelong ambition, to make a name for himself, because all that he ever really wanted was to be a reasonably successful supervillain. But unfortunately, there was a slight issue, something that was generally frowned upon in the supervillain community. He wasn't very eager about the prospect of actually causing harm or suffering to people, and the only aspect of supervillainry that he was really interested in was trying to change the world in a way that more or less only suited his personal preferences. He dried himself off and put on his favourite suit. He knew that having a very recognisable visual appearance was very important for supervillain brand identity, and it had taken him a while to find exactly the right clothing options. Some other supervillains that he knew wore really wacky outfits that were actually quite impractical. Others were much more subdued, opting for either military attire or some form of smart casual. And whilst all those were quite good, in certain situations and for certain people. He never felt that they really worked for him. He had tried, of course he had. But going for something quite outlandish didn't really fit with his whole ethos of not really causing too much inconvenience to anyone. and all of the other options were a little bit boring. Which is why he just ended up embracing suits. A nice shirt. Some nice trousers. And some smart but comfortable footwear. He realised what the time was and thought it was probably an appropriate moment to go and get some lunch. He made his way down the cold stone stairs that were the centrepiece in his fortress. The location had been purpose-built for him. He had seeked the advice and guidance of an architect who specialised in creating headquarters for supervillains. They had built quite impressive locations in volcanoes, 
behind waterfalls, atop snowy mountains, and inside large, elaborate cave systems. So the fortress on the private island belonging to Dr. Barry Puce had been quite an easy project. The architect had been quite a stern-looking woman called Veronica. During the planning stages, she'd explained the necessity for each location to have a striking visual center point. And especially in Barry's situation, as there wasn't really anything too interesting about the island itself, having something quite visually interesting going on was even more of a necessity than normal. And after a lot of planning and hesitation, he had opted for an elaborate staircase. And while that in of itself wasn't anything too out of the ordinary, rather than having something tall, ornate, and winding, he had opted for something just very wide instead. was very impractical, as the amount of space that was required for such a wide staircase made navigating the whole complex quite tedious at times. As getting from one side of the fortress to the other on one of the upper floors would require essentially walking around the whole perimeter due to the large space in the center taken up by the wide stairs. It wasn't even like many people lived there with him. It was only him small cleaning crew, some security experts, his chef and butler, and his cat, Graham. In total there were 30 people, and they could all stand on the same step side by side, in a line, with plenty of room. But sometimes when he had a little regret about not choosing anything a bit more glamorous or useful as the centerpiece for his fortress, he remembered that 
practicality wasn't the point. And he wasn't a huge fan of obscene displays of wealth. Despite the fact that he had a private island and a fortress and an awful lot of money. Once he arrived at the downstairs area of his fortress, he was greeted by his butler, Pete. Did you enjoy your nap? inquired Pete. Yes, thank you, said Barry. But I wouldn't mind some food now. Ah, said Pete. A very good idea. Anything in particular? Barry thought for a moment. Hmm, maybe a cheese sandwich. Ah, good choice, said Pete. Would you like it brought to you in your office? Yes, said Barry. I think it's about time I started work. Excellent, said Pete. I will go to the kitchen post-haste. And if you would like anything else in the meantime, just let me know via the intercom. Thank you, Pete, said Barry. But you don't need to explain that to me. I've lived here for a while now. I know how everything works. Sorry, said Pete. Every now and then I feel like I should just explain things a little bit. In case either of us have forgotten. Ah, said Barry. That's a good idea, actually. Pete gave a polite bow and made his way to the kitchen. And Barry watched him leave and walked off in the opposite direction towards his office. The office of Dr. Barry Puse was quite visually stunning in contrast to the worn grey stone that covered the majority of the structure, giving it the appearance of some kind of old castle or something. His office was very metallic, with hints of colour provided by various artworks decorating the walls. Ultra-modern lighting Art Deco seating that was more about looks than comfort. 
and a large floor-to-ceiling glass window that provided excellent views of the surrounding area that included a beach he made his way across the room sat himself down in the moderately comfortable chair that didn't match any of the other furnishings in the room but was more comfortable than the style appropriate options that he had purchased when the room was first decorated and let out a sigh he didn't really have any paperwork to do or anything that he actually needed to do but what he wanted to do was try and find a way that he could make a name for himself as a supervillain. He couldn't even really classify himself as a villain. Not until he considered the wealth disparity thing. But he thought that that may be something that he looked at in the future. After all, he could technically still be a villain when his only villainous activities were focused on diminishing the effectiveness of other villains who happened to be equally wealthy. It was an idea that he'd been thinking about for a while but it would also be quite tricky as he didn't really want to do anything that would put too much of a target on his back from other villains. He sighed for a moment and then for some more moments after that. He sighed and he sighed and he sighed some more. And eventually, after many, many sighs, Pete re-entered the room with his cheese sandwich. He placed the plate in front of Barry, inquired if there was anything else, to which Barry replied, no, thank you, nothing for now. So he left. He looked at the sandwich for a while, hoping that maybe it would provide some inspiration on what he could do. And while he did consider some elaborate scheme that would result in all cheese being a different colour to what it normally is, he decided against it as it wouldn't be exactly the right kind of thing for him. He thought a little bit more about what it was that he wanted to do. 
all he really wanted from the scheme was to cause confusion at the most. And making old cheese purple, for example, didn't seem to really go far enough. He had to think about what his particular skill sets were. Sure, he was a doctor, and he had earned that qualification himself. Inasmuch as he had donated a lot of money to an organization, with the guarantee that he would become a doctor. He didn't know if he could use that for anything. And he was fairly sure that people with honorary doctorates didn't get a great deal of special treatment. He started to eat his sandwich after getting a little bit annoyed at not being able to think of anything. So he sat there in silence and took a couple of bites. He realized that he should listen to some music. Perhaps that could get him in the mood for thinking the right way and finding a solution to his problem. He turned on the radio function of the media playing device that was positioned next to the empty in and out box on his desk. He took another bite of his sandwich as he flicked through station after station, trying to find something that he liked the sound of. But by the time he had finished the last bite of his sandwich, he still hadn't found anything that he wanted to listen to. Feeling a little bit more annoyed now, he turned the radio off completely and decided to put the television on. Maybe he would find some inspiration there. He made his way from his desk to the large, high-backed armchair that was positioned in front of a large television screen. He turned the television on, dramatically slumped into the chair, and started watching program after program, hoping that he would find something anything that could prove useful for his quest. He ended up watching four episodes of a home renovation show, half an episode of a soap opera, an episode of some kind of omelette-making competition show, A documentary about bees. And an infomercial about a new type of paint 
that looked exactly like any other paint to Barry. He was just about to give up on this whole venture when he changed the channel and an episode of Twin Peaks was just starting. He hadn't watched Twin Peaks in quite a while but he quite enjoyed it and he thought he was overdue a rewatch. The opening title sequence for the show had just begun. He had forgotten how much he really enjoyed the theme tune. Wow, he said. I wish all music sounded a bit like the Twin Peaks theme tune. Then I wouldn't have any issue not being able to find anything I want to listen to. And then, Dr. Barry Puce dramatically stood up. That was it. He would use his immense wealth to make all new music sound a bit like the Twin Peaks theme tune. It had been so obvious. Why had he not thought about it before? He quickly returned to his desk, grabbed some paper and a pen, and began making notes. Scrawling down his ideas for how he could put this plan into fruition. The more he thought about it, the more he realized it was very straightforward to achieve this goal. He wrote and he wrote and he wrote some more. And the seconds turned into minutes. And the minutes turned into hours. And before he knew it, he had made a lot of notes, all of them very useful, so he could now begin putting his plan into motion. He realized that it was now dark outside, and although eager to begin, he realized it would be best to probably get going on the project after a good night's sleep. So he had some dinner, watched a few more episodes of that omelette-making competition show, and had an early night. Barry woke up bright and early at 10am, which was quite early for him. He had a shower and got dressed into his favourite suit. Instructed Pete to bring him a bowl of cornflakes and a large cup of coffee 
as he skipped to his office. He needed to make sure that his idea wasn't ridiculous. He needed to make sure everything made sense. And so, as he ate his breakfast cereal and drank his caffeinated beverage, he reread all of the notes that he had made the previous evening. There were a few minor details that he now decided weren't exactly perfect. But the general plan was pretty good. Once he was satisfied, he began making a brief list of all of the steps that he would need to do for his plan to be fully in motion. Step one was the easiest one. He used his immense wealth to buy up controlling shares of all of the major record labels. He instructed them clearly that they should only sign new artists only if they exclusively make music that sounds like the theme tune to Twin Peaks. He also stated that they should recommend that their current artists also make music that sounds similar to the Twin Peaks theme tune. The next step was a little bit more complicated. He began the second step by hiring a team of 1,000 people to constantly phone up almost every radio station on the planet to request music that sounds like the Twin Peaks theme tune. Once that part of the plan was underway, he offered considerable amounts of money to radio stations if they would be open to playing some music that sounded like the Twin Peaks theme tune. As this was more of a bribe than a request, he felt that having people phoning up all of the radio stations and also requesting it would make it a little bit more likely that the radio stations would go for it. These first two steps took approximately four days to complete. At the end of every day, he checked his progress by turning on the radio and flicking through station after station to see how many times he heard some music that sounded like the Twin Peaks theme tune in a five minute period. 
And now the percentage of songs that met his criteria was significantly higher than what it had been just a couple of days before. The next few stages in his plan were mostly admin. Greasing a few palms, turning a few wheels, all of the necessary things that were required to give his plan longevity. He knew it wouldn't last forever. And no doubt he would get fed up of all music sounding like the Twin Peaks theme tune after a while. But he wanted to give it a good go. And if that meant investing money in music education programs that explicitly cater in ambient music, then that's what he would do. A few more days went by, and he could feel that he was getting close to his wish being fulfilled. After a few more sessions of heavy negotiations, he had got the record labels to request that their artists make updated versions of all of their back catalogues, giving every single track a vibe similar to that found in the theme tune to Twin Peaks. And now, any time he thought of an interesting pop hit from yesteryear, he was able to instantly find it, meticulously remade, but sounding very similar to the Twin Peaks theme tune. He was very pleased with himself. But the time had come for him to execute the final stage of his master plan. He had arranged for the biggest boy band in the world. Spectral Semaphore Gazebo to visit him at his fortress. The boys from the boy band were due to make an appearance very shortly via boat. And so Barry made his way down to the docks as soon as he got word that their vessel was approaching. He waved at them as they pulled in and they waved back 
once they disembarked their vessel. They all shook Barry's hand and joined him on one of the balconies that overlooked the very wide staircase. Barry liked having meetings in that area. Not just because it was an appropriate size for meetings to be held there, but also because it gave a little bit more purpose to the whole wide staircase thing. At first, the boys from the band were a little bit hesitant about making a new song. It sounded exactly like the Twin Peaks theme tune. So far, they had been following the instructions from the record labels, were very aware what the trends were in the music industry, all of which were very focused on music that sounds similar to the Twin Peaks theme tune. But once Dr. Barry Puce had told them how much money he would give them, they agreed that it would be an interesting artistic endeavour to undertake. And so once the contracts were signed, and they had had a feast of soup, they departed, leaving Barry with the fluttery anticipation that the time was almost there. He knew this was the final step. Once the boy band had recorded a song, it was only a matter of time before all new music sounded like it. And although Barry did have a lot of sway in the business decisions of various organisations. He had no control over popular culture, unlike the boys from the boy band. Barry patiently waited for a few days. He knew this wouldn't happen overnight, but he had also told them to be quick about it. And so after a few more days, Barry received word. The song had been finished. And it was getting its first airing on the biggest music television show in the world. The music television show.
Barry paced around, excited. For four hours. As that was how long it was going to take time to progress. For it to be time for the new song to be played. He kept his eye on his watch, counting down second by second until it was almost time. He positioned himself in the high-backed armchair in his office, turned the television on and watched and waited, and before too long, some text popped up on the bottom of the screen, announcing that the next song being played was a world exclusive and a new single from the biggest boy band in the world. Barry clapped his hands together with pure excitement. He turned the volume up quite loud on the television. Sat back and listened. At first, Barry was happy. It was exactly what he was after. It sounded exactly like the Twin Peaks theme tune. Except with some younger men singing. But luckily their vocals were quite low in the mix. But as the more he watched, he realised that his interest in it was starting to wane. And as much as he liked the song, he was a bit bored of it already. And it wasn't even half over. Still, he sat and watched and waited for it to finish. And then the next song started playing. which was something else that also sounded very similar to the Twin Peaks theme tune. Ah, said Barry. It's finally happened. I am no longer interested in hearing music that sounds like the Twin Peaks theme tune. Well, he said, turning off the television. I've done what I set out to do. Maybe I will be taken a little bit more seriously by my fellow supervillains. 
He wasn't sure if that was the original purpose of the whole exercise. But at the very least, it should be a useful byproduct. Barry thought that he might feel a bit upset that he got everything he wanted and didn't feel fulfilled. But in fact, it was the opposite. He had proven to himself that he could do something quite interesting. He knew it would be maybe a few weeks to a month until the music industry reverted back to how it had been before. And he felt good that his efforts had at least shaken up the creativity of the music world. Maybe from now on there might be a little bit more variety about. But only time would really tell. Barry knew that it wouldn't be too long before he got the urge to change the world in a completely different way again. But for now he was satisfied. So he decided to celebrate he would watch some more episodes of the omelette making competition show and then maybe have a nap. the end of this episode's story. As always, thank you very much for listening. I've had no actual complaints about the new music bed that I'm using, so hopefully there's no problems. I'll be back again in roughly two weeks' time for a new episode. So until then... Sleep well, and good night.